Hi, this is Deadeye Dave welcoming you to the Real Blood Podcast Network. Each Saturday, you will hear a new episode of either Reasonably Real, which is our general movie podcast, or The Cast That Drips Blood, which is our horror-focused show. On Monday, we have Reasonably Newsworthy, which is our new show where we talk about the releases that you might be interested in on DVD Tuesday. We have a rotating cast of hosts, and we definitely aren't afraid to chat. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page in the show description and our letterbox profiles as well. If you are interested in supporting the show, telling your friends about us is the best way to make the show expand. If you are interested in supporting us monetarily, our podcasting host Anchor allows you to do that through their website, and every dollar is appreciated, but never expected. Thank you so much for your continued support, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Cast That Drips Blood. This is Dead Eye Dave on our spooky Halloween episode. We're recording late evening, so hopefully you guys get to check it out before your Halloween ends. A good way to end it. Joining with me today is Maniac Mike and Jigsaw Jody. Starting with you, Maniac Mike, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. Uh, it's been a good Halloween. Uh, we uh, we did our, our movie theater showing Friday night that I was pretty happy with the turnout for. Oh, it was awesome. And um, then last night had a had a small get-together at the house, and everybody dressed up. I was our uh, our friendly neighborhood butt, butt doctor. I uh, I dressed up as a proctologist, and because uh, nothing's scarier. I mean, especially as a male as you get older. But uh, And then today, just kind of took it easy, watched some football, and it's it's been a good time. Awesome. I'll, I'd definitely like to hear that. Jigsaw Jody, how was your Halloween so far? Halloween's pretty great. I'm happy to cap it off at the end of the night with you guys. It's been a, it's been a crazy month with my. It's good to be back on the show. I've been off for about four weeks, I think, maybe three, uh, due to my dad's heart attack and then my daughter's wedding. So it's good to be getting back to normal. Yeah, you've had yes. a busy October for sure, to say the least. Welcome back, indeed. Thank yeah, you. We're, we're definitely happy to have you, and uh, but we're also happy that you were uh, able to spend some time with some family and. Uh, and the, and the wedding, uh, it looks like it was a good time for sure. And, um, yeah, I'm doing well, actually. Uh, I had to work today, so I haven't really gotten to partake in Halloween, but believe me, I will. Um, I will get into that uh, shortly. I started with uh, the Joe Coffin series, actually. I have that uh, had that plan. Uh, so that'll be pretty interesting. And I started a new job this week. I'm actually working at a movie theater as well, so I, I'm working two jobs right now, but... Um, the movie theater has been a great, great experience so far uh, and having a blast with it. So uh, totally glad to be a part of that group. So, OK, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into what we've been watching. Maniac Mike, what have you been watching this week? I watched a lot of movies, actually, this week. Um, first, I'll start off with Joe Bob kind of had a last minute Walking Dead special. Uh, Friday night and uh, I had watched that today while playing some Diablo 2 and uh, it was really good he had Greg Nicotero on with um, I forget the makeup artist's name um, but they had a really cool interview just about some stuff that Nicotero's done in his career because I mean that, that dude's career spans a long time you know he worked with Romero back in the day and is obviously still going with The Walking Dead even though it's this is the last season uh, some good interviews, um, and it was a good time. Uh, if you like Joe Bob, it was the traditional stuff. It was a little bit more watered down. He obviously like didn't do a breast count for the Walking Dead shows because this was actually on AMC as well. Um, <laughs> AMC awesome. recruited him to to come on and and do this because you know Shutter and AMC are one and the same. But um, this was a little bit more mainstream of a show than, than his normal stuff, but it's still really good. Um, and he showed episodes one and two of season one and, uh, did some like behind the scenes stuff with uh, Nicotero and that was a good time. And then, um, I also want to shout out another podcast that I listened to, uh, this week, uh, especially to people that are local to us. Um, and that is a, a podcast called small town forgotten. Uh, it's kind of a murder mystery about a true story that happened in this area on uh, October 13th, 1989, about a, a man that was murdered uh, 
And then there was literal, literally dozens of witnesses around, but yet nobody's ever been convicted of it. And um, so they're, they're just kind of resurrecting that cold case. And there's actually been a lot of movement in it over the past uh, year while that podcast has been going. Hmm. Um, but to get into movies, uh, I watched a few movies this week. Um, managed to get all the Texas Chainsaw movies. Um, you know, some of them I've seen multiple times, didn't need to rewatch, but I, I uh, binged them this week. And then uh, for part of my 13 days, I, uh, I watched Ernest Scared Stupid just because I watched that pretty much yearly uh, and it never gets old. I, I really like that movie. Um, and it's a great kickoff and introductory to horror, especially for younger people. So for Halloween, if as I mean, and, and this is safe for like eight and 10 year old little kids, uh, if they want something to kind of laugh at and maybe scare them a little bit, check it out. Um, I included Halloween four on my 13 days of Halloween, um, because of Halloween kills. When, when I watched that here a couple weeks ago, I had been itching to watch Halloween four because there's a lot of the same vibes in it. Uh, as Halloween Kills. So I went back and I watched that. I did watch the Joe Bob version of it. Uh, and it's really good. Um, uh, I think I talked about a movie called Censor last week, maybe. But I can't remember, so I'll talk about it again. Uh, and this is a 2021 film directed by uh, Prano Bailey Bond. And this movie is spectacular. Um, it looks great. It is very well acted. And it is kind of a, a cautionary tale on both mental health and, um, you know, obviously censorship because that's the name of the movie. Um, and where it goes is, is very interesting and kind of where it ends up at the end. Um, and for horror fans, there are a couple jump scares. There's also some well-timed, like just gore horror in it as well, mm -hmm. uh, that I really dug, um, the movie also looks beautiful. There's a lot of really good lighting in it. Um, and towards the end, they actually uh, change some aspect ratios with the filming. Uh, and it really does uh, lend a, a different and unique take on what is going on at that time in the film. Um, so if you want to see something different, check out Censor. Uh, it is available on Hulu. Um, and I highly recommend that movie. Uh, it's really good. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We'll get into that. Uh, we had our our Friday night showing of Pumpkinhead. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Pumpkinhead is a classic. Uh, it's uh, Stan Winston film came from uh, his visual shop, and so the practical effects in it are top notch. Uh, Pumpkinhead himself is a sight to behold. Um, <laughs> he's a really good creature. And uh, so that, that movie's an 8 out of 10. Uh, sorry, Censor, I also gave an 8 out of 10. Um, Halloween for The Return of Michael Myers, that one's a 7 out of 10. And so is Ernest Scared Stupid. I give that one a 7 out of 10 as well. Um, so that's what I've been watching this week. So, uh, Jody, what have you been watching? Well, uh, it's been a while since I've been on, so I think I'll just cover the last couple of days. Uh, I'll go back to Thursday. I went to the theater and saw Antlers on Thursday. And that was a 18-month buildup. Well, if you count the times that I'd seen previews, probably since before Christmas. So probably just about two years of buildup for this one movie. And I gave it a 7 out of 10. We Everybody that went and saw it with me li liked it pretty good. Um, it didn't blow anybody away. Uh, I was, you know, we were kind of talking about it and I was thinking, well... And I think I built it not only because I was so excited to see it, but because I thought for sure that this must be some kind of like game changing horror film because they refuse to put it to any kind of streaming or anything like that uh, when so many others had. So uh, they were keep holding out for that theatrical release. And it was it was good. All I can say is it was good. Um, I do but I did go also go see Last Night in Soho. And yes. that is easily a 10 for me uh in fact the only edgar wright movie that i haven't given a 10 is the world's end and i give mm. that i think is seven or eight but yeah he just every time that man makes a movie it feels like a new experience 
but with his same style. And it's, it was just, and the, the mystery behind this movie and the editing, um, the camera shots where you would see like the two, two actresses on screen at the same time is just really phenomenal. It was really good. Um, been watching the Texas chainsaw movies to discuss. And I watched a vampire movie called Rufus, which I liked a great deal. (laughs) Um, it's also known as hunted. Uh, if you look it up on Peacock or Amazon or Tubi, it's called hunted, but other places it's called Rufus. So, um, either way, but yeah, it's a, it, it was very twilight ish. I will say, um, it was more gory and violent than a twilight film, but I enjoyed it all the same. And there's a, a, like a lot of familial issues in it, almost like how it's one of those like family dramas too. But this came out back in 2012 before that was like, you know, half the movies that are being released right now. Um, so it didn't really feel that way. Um, then I watched Frankenstein versus the Wolfman or meets the Wolfman or whatever. And that was okay. Um, they, they don't really get together till like close to the end. Um, and it's not exactly like the versus movie that you would get today. Probably like Godzilla versus Kong or Freddy versus Jason. Um, then the last thing is, um, no, that's it. Actually, I'll go and pass uh, to Dave. How was you? You watched a movie. What was it? The last matinee? Oh yes, thank you, thank you. That was awesome sauce. Okay. Yeah, that's a that was a really gory, bloody film. Um, it apes demons quite a bit. It's not about demons, but you definitely get the demons vibe on. It's a slasher film. Well, neither Sold. was demons. So demons was not about demons either. So oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a it's a slasher film, but it's it's a Jallo slasher film, and it's uh it, it was quite entertaining. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, sure. uh, where did you end up watching that at? I had to pay to rent it. Amazon. Okay. That's a movie that's been on my radar that I've really wanted to see. Yeah, I put it off to the end of the month because I kept waiting for it to be, you know, dropped on Shutter or something or or one of the other ones. But nope, it was still a paid rental. So, but it was worth it. I wasn't I wasn't mad that it was like four ninety nine to rent it in HD. So it was fine. All right, cool. Yeah, I'll have to check that out for sure. All right. Well, I watched a good number of films. So um, over the weekend, my uh, wife wanted to go up to St. Louis for her birthday. So I went up there. Naturally, I bought some films. And uh, Boarding House was the first one I watched. The shot on video oddity. Uh, Bleeding Skull, Agfa. And then the producer of this, or the distributor, I guess, was Vinegar Syndrome. So some great minds came together to finally get this, the Blu-ray treatment it deserved. And all my lands, is this thing awesome? This is going to be my new obsession for a while. So basically a supernatural force that presents itself in the art of a smudge on the shot on videotape. Like you could totally tell (laughs) that they just edited something (laughs) over the actual physical tape. (laughs) And like anytime that's on screen, it causes people to either harm, kill or do horrible things to each other or themselves. And um, it's interesting, to say the least. Um, definitely not for Steve. Um, there's a lot of boarding house elements um, and uh, nudity, um, as well as quite a bit of gore. Um, but uh, it's a strange one. It's definitely worth watching. This is definitely in Mike's like wheelhouse here. I think, I think he'd probably get a kick out of it. All right. And Jody, by chance, have you gotten to see this oddity before? I have not. Okay. Yeah, it's strange to say the least. So then I went and watched Scanner Cop. Thanks to uh, Jigsaw Jody, he picked this one up uh, for me while he was at the convention. And uh, these movies were not what I thought they would be. They really are more direct sequels to Scanners from David Cronenberg than even the sequels of Scanners. Um, And these are better than the sequels to Scanners as well. Um, These are actually good. They're not what you think they are. Uh, Maniac Cop and Psycho Cop take the take the making the cop the bad guy approach. This one doesn't actually. Um, the Scanner Cop in this movie is actually the good guy, so to speak. 
um, although he does take his methods to the extreme because he has these scanning abilities. It's kind of a moral tale because um, it starts off where, you know, he's taking medicine to suppress those abilities, but a guy's on the hunt killing cops, mm -hmm. and they have to question whether they should use his abilities to find out who did it or whether that's morally not okay and kind of the extremes they're willing to go to. Um, so it's very interesting because, uh, you know, scanners can read minds and everything like that. So, And then uh, Scanner Cop 2 was a bit more of what I expected, a lot gorier um, than, than the first entry, but uh, returns to the cast and has a lot of the similar uh, fun elements of that. So both of those are really good movies. And then I borrowed a good handful of movies uh, from my buddy Jackson at the movie theater uh, Jackson and Dustin, and I appreciate them for letting me borrow these. I watched an extreme film called Concrete, and uh, yeah, this one was something. <laughs> uh, had to get in some extreme for my 31 days of Halloween and all my lands. This one was rough. Um, I don't recommend this one to most people. I, I don't think they're going to like it. Um, it is based on a true story, and it goes very much in detail, so I'm just going to pass on even describing the events of it um, and fear that, you know, it is what it is. It's for a very, very discerning audience. I didn't even care for it too much. I gave it a five. Uh, then I watched Night of the Dribbler, which is a Code Red release. And, um, yep, you guys would be in for it to watch. This is definitely one we would have watched for the Bad Movie Challenge. And uh, it's awesome. <laughs> It's uh, about a guy wearing a basketball on his head who starts hunting down members of the uh, high school basketball team. And um, it's a bit like Wacko to Mike Chagrin for sure. Uh, I doubt he'll appreciate that part. Uh, mm -mm. But very absurd humor, very weird, very out there. Uh, but I enjoyed it for the strangeness for sure. Then I got in a little bit of splatter shot on video. Uh, with Splatter Farm, and uh, this one is awesome. I'd been wanting to check this one out for a little bit, and uh, it did not disappoint. It has so much shot-on-video charm to it. Oh, my lands, it gets weird. That ending has a reveal in it that just had me rolling by the end. Um, this one's one to check out for sure. I could see Intervision. Hopefully they can get their hands on it and uh, release this, but there's a good copy of it the one that I got and the tagline's pretty great. <laughs> it said like E I E I ouch in reference to the, the <laughs> farm song. <laughs> so <laughs> take that as you will. It's, it's pretty glorious though. So thanks to them for letting me borrow those uh, gems. And uh, next up we had Auntie Lee's meat pies. And that was the last one I watched released by none other than the guys over at vinegar central. Uh, 1992 release. This has actually a lot of familiar faces um, in it, and you would not believe some of them. Michael Perryman's in this. <laughs> like, uh, Pat Morita is in this. I'm talking, like, some very recognizable faces um, in this, and it's fun. Uh, it's a bit goofy. Um, think a little bit like Motel Hell, but a lot more in the campy, um, even more campy, if you could believe it, feel. Um, but uh, really well shot and made, so like this this cleaned up really well. Um, I, I think it's a little too drama heavy to make it a true just bonkers awesome fest, but um, definitely worth watching uh, for fans of strange cinema. I, I had a blast with it. And uh, I watched WNUF special uh, right before bed last night to prepare for Halloween. And uh, of course, I still love that. It's, uh, it's an experience to say the least. Great movie. Um, yeah, it really is. So uh, those are the movies that I've been watching for what we've been watching. So we're going to be right back after this short break, and we're going to talk about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. Welcome back, and we're doing a franchise review of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And um, if you don't know, we typically go through a franchise uh, for Halloween. This one we did, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre which encapsulates eight films, unless I'm missing one. Uh, but I do believe that's all of them. That is correct. And, um, yeah. Uh, so I guess we'll go ahead and start in sequential order by release date. 
And um, let's start with uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1. I'm sure we all have plenty of things to say about this that um, that hasn't been said. I kid. No, nah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is just a classic movie. I absolutely love it. Um, directed by Toby Hooper, the grindhouse feel of this movie is just so good. And uh, yeah, I do love this movie. It is actually one of my favorites. Maniac Mike, uh, what are your thoughts on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Um, I'm probably going to be the lowest person here on this movie. It's great a movie. I, I enjoy it. Uh, but I only give it an 8 out of 10. Um, I see the appeal of it. It does have a good grindhouse you know, feel to it. I just think it can get a little boring. So that's that's kind of my thoughts on it. I respect it, and I'm never going to argue with anybody that says it's the greatest horror movie. Um, I just personally don't think it is, but still a lot of fun. It's still very scary, um, and it is iconic. So uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a good time. All right. Well, uh, we're going to get that unpopular opinion out of the way. Uh, <laughs> I like it, though. Got to start off with the shock value. That's what we're all about. Jigsaw Jody, what is your opinion on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original? I think it's very important as like cultural significance to the genre. I think that <laughs> um, it's iconic, and I think that it's ahead of its time, and they really, really tried to do as much as they could with what they had to work with. Um, but it, it's a movie that when I watch it, I have to watch it with the volume really low because I, I can't handle so much like shrieking and, and, and like noise and chaos. Like I, I have a sensory thing where like, that's why I don't like jazz music or metal music or, uh, crowds where there's a lot of like noise or people talking at once or people like a whole bunch of people like cackling all at once or screaming all at once. I, I have a hard time with it. So it's, it's a very unpleasant film for me to watch and it's never a go-to. However, I do give it a 10 out of 10 and I do respect it. And I think think that that it's, I think the movie totally did that on purpose. Yeah. 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 Sure. And and I, and like, that's why I wouldn't necessarily like ding my, my score for that. But I personally, I, I, I don't get much entertainment value from watching it. No, I, I totally get it. It is a miserable film in a lot of ways. Like, I agree on that regard. Like, I don't watch this as a fun movie. Like, I'm not going to go home, you know, and go, I want to throw on a movie and just, you know, have a good time and drink a beer. I'm not watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but right. it is one that I do like to revisit. I do do quite quite enjoy the film. But no, I, I agree 100%, though. It's uh, not one of those that you just got to watch with some friends and, and uh, enjoy with a couple of laughs or nothing like that for sure. So, okay. Well, it sounds like uh, we got some pretty interesting opinions about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The first one, let's move on to the also Toby Hooper, Hooper directed uh, second Texas Chainsaw Massacre two and uh, maniac Mike, what are your thoughts on this one? Um, to steal something that both you and Jody have said so far in this podcast. This is high on the funometer, but kind of low on the technical meter. Um, and this one is the complete opposite of the first one. Um, sometimes to a fault. I do think it gets a little bit over the top. And to me, there are some scenes that are annoying. But for the most part, this movie's a lot of fun. There's a lot of schlock. Um, you know, Leatherface in this is very different from the first movie. Um, I mean, there there's some straight up very odd scenes like him rubbing the the chainsaw on a woman's leg, and yeah. and it's just weird. But uh, it is a lot of fun, and uh, I, I do recommend this movie uh, for people that are fans of like uh, over the top. It's almost slapstick comedy throughout a lot of it. And uh, it's a good time. I give it a 7 out of 10. Uh, on the enjoyment meter, it's a little high, but, I mean, it, it is dragged down a little bit technical-wise. But 7 out of 10, 
Uh, I do enjoy Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, um, the originator of the Chainsaw Duel. All right. I'm glad you watched it. This is one you've been putting off for a good while. I've been trying to convince you to watch it for some time. Yep. <laughs> uh, Jigsaw Jody, what are your thoughts on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2? I, th- I gave it an 8 out of 10. Uh, I have the same issue with it that I do the first movie. I mean, like Chop Top is cackling and shrieking and yeah. talking and being so annoying. And like Drayton... He, in the scenes where Drayton wins the chili cook-off, like he seems kind of <laughs> kind of like a normal guy, but then he gets back to his family and he's all like, rah, 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 rah. so, and I'm like, oh, then like the volume, like I turn the volume like way down because I can't handle it. But I think that the film greatly benefits from Stretch, Caroline mm-hmm. Williams, and yes. Dennis Hopper's characters. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, and then the the little dance that Stretch does towards the end of the film, I, I dig that quite a bit. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah. Oh, and, and it's another thing that I love about Texas Chainsaw Two is that it's well, it's a canon film, and it's yep. a canon film through and through. It is. I, I I love the old eighties like can like the sensibilities that came with that with that particular production company. So I, there's there's a lot that I like about Texas Chainsaw too. I just uh, it oh it, the other thing <laughs> this is a nitpicky thing, but it always bothers me that they call him Leatherface. Chop Chop Top calls Leatherface Leatherface. They like that's the only film that they do that. They call him Jed, your you know Jedediah or whatever, mm-hmm. and at, at all times. So I was like, why are they calling him Leatherface? Because yeah. I don't know if that's supposed to be like meta or. Trump. Like we're calling him Leatherface because you guys dubbed him Leatherface from the first movie, and oh well, yeah, that's probably exactly what it was. I mean, the other ones, the sequel, the rest of the sequels hadn't come out. They were, they were a far off, distant thought. That's true, but I yeah, don't just think was... Toby Hooper ever intended, probably for it to go past two. Honestly, yeah, probably um, not. So I, I think that's probably what it was. They were, they just yeah. bought into it. And like, okay, screw it, he's Leatherface. <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah, I this you. was. This was part of a uh, Toby Hooper had a three film deal with uh, uh, Canon to do movies, and uh, th- this was part of it. Was Invaders from Mars one of those three? I do think so. Is that that is one as well? I think um, so too. And at least from one of the the reviews I read, uh, Hooper really didn't want to do this movie. But it was in the contract that one of the three movies that he had to do was a sequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I, I adore Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm a, I'll be up front. I'm probably the highest of the group. Like I'm at the nine and ten range. Like I think this, in its own way, is just as good as the original movie. Um, like. People can hate me on that one if you want, but this is an entertaining ass movie um, through and through. I um, I don't I guess I guess the usually I get annoyed by characters that are over the top. I, for whatever reason, this one doesn't do that for me, um, but I totally get it. Um, and it's very obnoxious, especially towards the end, as this thing gets absolutely just off the rails this gets off the rails bad by the end but i love that about it how crazy how different it is and i admire it for not just doing what the first one did over again that's kind of what i could admire about all the sequels to this series except for once the reboot comes through then it's the same thing over and over again but at least with all all four of the original texas chainsaw massacre series they at least tried to do something different with each entry. And I could admire it for that, even if to varying effects. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I'm at the like kind of nine territory, I think, with Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. I think it's just a great sequel to that original movie. And uh, one that one that I would rather rewatch than the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, admittedly. And I have rewatched it more. So, okay, moving on. Uh, we're going to talk about Leatherface, not the new one. Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Um, what an interesting movie. And uh, Maniac Bike, 
Uh, what did you think of Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3? Yeah, uh, well, right before the podcast, me and Jody were actually talking, and I said I didn't enjoy the middle entries. And then, for whatever reason, I forgot about this one. Uh, this one I actually enjoy, but in a kind of a bad movie way. Uh, they try. You know, Aragorn goes walking in there with the hobbits to try to <laughs> save those poor people, uh, you know, obviously from the family. Um, and they fail, but, you know, he would, on his next adventure with the hobbits, he would succeed. But uh, now we get a, a young Vigo Mortensen that plays a pretty entertaining character named Tex. And then uh, we also have kind of genre staple uh, Ken Foray playing Benny. And those two characters cracked me up the whole time. Um, Vigo was the better version of what Matthew McConaughey tries to do in four, uh, just cause he's a little bit more subdued, but it's a little bit funny, uh, and is in its delivery. Uh, and I enjoy this one. I, I give it a seven out of 10 and, uh, I say this one's definitely worth a watch. Awesome. No, I, I can definitely see that with this movie. It has a very different feel for sure. Uh, Jigsaw Jody, what are your thoughts on Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3? Uh, it's not terrible, but I don't think it's that great. Uh, it's probably, other than the next one, when we talk about part four, the one that I've watched the fewest times. I've only seen it twice. Um, but I am, again, <laughs> I'm in the wrong franchise if I want continuity. Oh, yeah. dude, the continuity's screwed. Oh, and, my yeah. lands. and it gets worse with the reboot. Oh, oh yeah. Man. So it's kind of like, I don't know. It, it's, I, I won't waste anybody else's time. Just, I'll just say it's fine. I give it a six out of 10. It's fine. <laughs> I, I was on the six train until I seen um, our good old Leatherface trying to use a speaking spell to learn how to spell. Yeah. And it's an obvious picture of a clown, a person in a clown costume, and he just keeps typing in food. Yeah. I lost it. That scene is awesome. I died. (laughs) And so that was an automatic half-star bump for me. So I would give this movie like a six, but I had to to bump it up to like a seven. That may be one of the better moments in the franchise, actually. Yes. Yeah. And he, he gets angry and just like slams his fist down on the table when he loses. Mm-hmm. I think it's an underrated entry. I think it's one of the less seen too, which is weird because, and and I think you all agree with me, this is the most slasher movie in the entire franchise. I agree. Like the other yep. ones are almost more torture backwoods horror that has slasher elements because of Leatherface, but they're not just Leatherface. This movie's a straight-up slasher. Like, the dude's going through the damn woods with a chainsaw. Like, this really is a full-on slasher thing. So, in that regard, it's kind of cool. Plus, there's a dope golden chainsaw in this. But he never really gets to use it on anybody. No, he he doesn't. Would you use it? Probably not. Yeah, if I got a gold chainsaw, I wouldn't waste it on on human flesh. That'd be a mantelpiece, and I'd go back to using the... uh, old dingy chainsaw that one's that one's okay to, to burn up you you don't want to it's kind of like buying a rolex you're not going to wear that to your to your job if you're <laughs> you know lifting stuff you know? yeah but uh no I, in all seriousness i do like the movie i had issues with it um i i just kind of find it strange that it was in that territory where a lot of people didn't watch it Although this seems like it may be the most easily accessible one of the franchise. Because, like, slasher movies are pretty well-liked by mainstream audiences as long as they're nothing too crazy. I think this fits more than the first and the second Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies do. And it's probably more what people expect out of the franchise for people who've never watched them but have heard of them. Yep. I I agree with you. This is probably the most slasherist that it, it gets. So... And then, well, next up is Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4, The Next Generation. Pass. uh, No, we got to talk about it. Pass. Um, We got to talk about it. Um, I'm okay, fine. I'm going to go to my, I'm only here so I don't get fined. 
Oh my this, I'm I sorry. See, I see Jody muted himself as well, so I have a feeling that he doesn't like this movie much <laughs> either. Um, Maniac Mike, what are your thoughts on this movie? Okay. This was the movie I was talking with Jody about. This movie, like looking at it from the outside, I mean, it's got Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey in it. I mean... How can this go wrong? But yet it does. Oh, it really does. Um, this is. If it wasn't for 3D, this may be the worst one of the franchise. I think this is even worse. Um, McConaughey is probably one of the most annoying characters <laughs> I've ever seen <laughs> in a movie. And I like Matthew McConaughey. I like his little stupid catchphrases. I like his mannerisms. But this one, it was like they they pumped him up with, you know, speed or something, and he's moving at 100 miles an hour, and he's also making all kinds of weird sound effects at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> the, and it's just so... The best so... of which when he falls out of a window onto a car. Oh, dude. that That is hilarious. Buh. I mean, it's, I wish, I, I wish we could make this stuff up, but this one's oh, just it's, bad. It's and bad. then they try to take the turn of the whole government conspiracy thing. Oh. And, uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, this one, this one ain't it. <laughs> um, I give Texas Chainsaw Massacre... The next generation, a three out of ten. That's generous, I think. That's generous. Um, but uh, I feel it. Jigsaw Jody, what are your thoughts on this insipid film? You better believe it's generous. This is a one out of ten if I ever saw one. Oh, man, you're going to go into it, aren't you? Oh, just that it sucks. <laughs> okay, and that's not that's not a good argument for a film. Like, oh, what what you like about it? Well, it sucks. It's all but you can really say it, about it. It's this all movie. it's all you can say. It's obnoxious. Like, it doubles and triples down on the obnoxiousness. At, at least Chop Top is likable. You know, at least Drayton yeah. Sawyer is likable in in their own ways and their character and you know Nubbins and all that. I, I can get behind all those people, but everybody. In this one, I could. I was like, I hate this. I hate the protagonist. I hate the antagonist. Yeah, it's used to be what I would say my go-to. Okay, since everyone asked, what's the worst movie you ever saw? For years, I said Texas Chainsaw Four. Really? <laughs> Dang. And yeah, I give that a nice solid one out of ten. All right. Well, I despise this movie from the bottom of my heart. Um. It's ghastly. I want to be a contrarian and say this movie's good. Um, I like anyone who's been listening to this show for long enough knows I like to give a movie the benefit of the doubt. This movie just reeks. It's awful in every sense. You're right. The characters all across the board suck. The protagonists are terrible. They're annoying. And they honestly deserve it. They're stupid. And then the, the villains here are just head-scratchingly stupid. It doesn't fit in continuity really at all. And Leatherface is interesting. I think they could have went this route and done something cool with it, honestly. But the movie around it's so bad that it just almost makes it into a joke. And it's just weird. I just don't know what they were thinking here. Um... I think they wanted to make another original movie similarly to how they did it, but it was the nineties by the time this thing came out and it was different time. Like movies had evolved a lot and you're not just going to make another Texas chainsaw massacre because it's not the early seventies anymore. It just doesn't work that way. What a ghastly film. I think most of the people involved in this should be ashamed. Honestly. Well, oh, Matthew this, McConaughey was. He uh, he actually tried to sue to keep the movie from coming out. Yeah, his agents were pissed. He was pissed, and rightfully so. I mean, uh, th this is just... This could have ended his career pretty easily, uh, right as it was starting to get real hot. 
Um, but thankfully, most people forgot this existed, except for those most diehard to this franchise. Oh, my lands. I wish I could have forgotten. My theory is that they just whipped it together really fast so New Line Cinema didn't lose the rights to it. Because this is a studio movie. Yep. Yeah, no, it is. You know, because Texas Chainsaw 1 was independently produced, 2 was canon, 3 and 4 were Lion, or not Lionsgate, but uh, New Line Cinema. And then, you know, eventually, uh, I think it's Lionsgate now, but it was New Line Cinema through the remakes as well. Yeah, and those were interesting, as we'll, I guess, start getting into. Um, But yeah, no, you're right. Maybe that is it, because it is a studio picture. They had to do something, but. My lands. That, that makes it even more inexcusable. Um, but either way, uh, they realized that that one sucked real bad and decided in 2003 to remake the original film. And um, we get one of the early 2000s splat pack films, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And uh, what an interesting film, uh, to say the least. Maniac Mike, what are your thoughts on this remake? Uh, this was actually the original of the original of the Splat Pack because this movie came out a year before, like Saw and Hostel and a lot yeah. of those movies. Um, and yes, you are correct. They really up the violence and gore in this movie because they were able to get away with a lot more. Um, and I, I told this story in my review, but I remember renting this movie. Um, from Spitzmiller Video there in our hometown, which is closed down now. But, um, and I was like 14, 15, and the box was clearly marked must be 18 years or older to rent because it is so violent. Um, but I was able to grow a beard at 14 or 15 years old, and uh, so I got to rent the movie, no questions asked. <laughs> um, and I liked it then. And I think I like it more now. Um, I, a lot of people knock it because it almost looks too pretty in its presentation. And I get that. But there are some really good shots in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, surprising shots to be in a movie like this. Um, and I also really like the opening of the uh the, they pick up the hitchhiker and then she kills herself in their van and that kind of kicks off the movie. And we get introduced to uh, probably my favorite character of the franchise, and that is Sheriff Hoyt, oh, played man. by Arlie Ermey. <laughs> that man is a national treasure. Uh, rest, in pre- rest in peace, Gunny. Uh, he's, he's passed away now. But, um, you know, and, and he plays the sheriff character. Um, but I really like this movie. I like the way they portrayed uh, Leatherface. I like the way they kind of had some of the members of the family. Um, some of the the characters or victims were, were kind of annoying, and I didn't care for them. Um, but the movie as a whole is pretty dang good, and it does like tip its hat at the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They uh, there's a few shots that they remake and, and kind of put in there as nods to the first film. And I think they pull it off pretty well. Um, I score this movie pretty high. I think it's pretty entertaining. I think it's very well made. And it does have some pretty cool kills in it. Uh, so I give the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003 an 8 out of 10. Now, now Mike, I'm going to ask this because I have a feeling what you truly feel. And I'm going to ask this. It's Halloween. It's time to let it all, let the gauntlet down. Do you think that the remake is better than the original film? I'll yes. save that. I'll save that question for the very end of the podcast. Okay. All right. Or the, the very end of our segment here. I'll, I'll, I'll answer that. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, fair enough. Uh, Jigsaw Jody, what are your thoughts on this remake? I'll just say it to right now and say yes. I, I agree with Darcy, the male girl that I, I like, okay. Do I think it's a better film? I don't know. I give the Texas Chainsaw remake a nine out of 10. I gave the original a 10 out of 10. So therefore that would suggest that I am saying that the original is better. However, I would put on the remake over the original any day of the week. 
because I think it's much more pleasant of a film to watch. I, I can handle lots of blood and gore. I can handle the violence of it. I can handle the splatter. I can't handle people shrieking. <laughs> I can't. I, ca- I can't. I can't. But, and I appreciate that it does look more clean and it does look more like cinematic. Now, mm-hmm. maybe I'm biased because to to uh, add on to what Mike was saying, Mr. Arlie Ermy, I sat in summer of 2003 at an Arby's in Toledo, Ohio, just off campus when I was working for the newspaper and I was doing a 15 minute interview, ask him anything. Um, but as long as I asked a question about Texas Chainsaw and as long as I asked a question about Willard, because he was in the first of two and it ended up being the only two, but, uh, he was explaining to me about how New Line Cinema wanted to use a lot of that Lord of the Rings money that they were getting <laughs> and just raking in to do a whole series of horror movie, classic horror movie remakes. Um, now, of course, New Line Cinema blew all their money on that Golden Compass movie, which bombed. Yeah. And they lost, you know, that's why they had to be. Yeah. Yeah. So the the Texas Chainsaw and Willard were the only two. But yeah, sit, sitting on the phone, waiting in the queue and hearing a female voice come on and say, are you ready for him? And I said, yes, I am. And then him coming on there and saying, are you sure you're ready for me? And like feeling my testicles like withdraw into my body. <laughs> but no, he, he was so nice. Um, you know, we chatted about the war in Iraq, uh, which was presently going on. And we chatted about the movies. And he said, I'm playing the most evil character that I've ever played in Texas Chainsaw. He's like, and then I played the second most evil character that I ever played in Willard. Man, this character so, is despicable. Yeah, yeah, he is. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He is vile. He's talking about the film. dead body at the beginning. Yeah. Just oh, what yeah. he's and, and I'm not gonna repeat it here, but just go watch it. But um to to couple off that is he likes playing the villain. Uh and he's said that multiple times because he says he can do a lot more with a villain character than you can with a hero character. Yeah. Oh, man. It's <laughs> He's awesome. Yeah, it was a good time. So I, th- I think I have a lot of that special. So I was like real, real excited for the movie and I thought it was so good. And I still think it's so good. And I just like I like the the picture of it. I like the cinematography. I like the kills. Uh, and I most of all, I like that it's not obnoxious. So uh, uh, in a lot of ways, I prefer the remake over the original. All right. I, I do not. But I do like the film. I will say that I really like it. I think it's a great remake of one of my favorite horror movies. Um, and uh, that, that just goes a lot to say. I, I really like um, Leatherface, uh, the guy who plays him. I know I know that him and and, um, and the original actually had some beefs. Like, yeah, they did. Uh, apparently didn't like each other very much. Um which is strange to say the least, but I think he put on just an awesome performance. It's very different. Um, he's much more of the tank kind of slasher role looking mm-hmm. dude, I think, in this, this, this one than he was in that. But it's a smart play, honestly. I mean, slasher movies had evolved, and it made sense. Really, it did. And um, no, I think it's really good. I think like some of the early things, like the... The gunshot through the head, that shot going through like <laughs> like as the bullet is just awesome. Just an incredible uh, feat. That that seems just rad. It's worth watching the movie for that alone. But. And then the, they, they cut back to it and there's smoke coming up out of the mouth. Yeah, it's brutal. And uh, this one definitely definitely goes a lot further than, than most of the original series did for sure. It, it definitely got pretty rough. Um, but but I like that because I, I always like a remake that is different enough. You know, it's got to have some similarities to, to be a remake. Otherwise, it might as well just be a whole other thing that doesn't need to share the name. But I do like different because the, the original still exists. And I think that this offers a different viewing experience. So that way you can watch both of them and still mm-hmm. enjoy both on their on their own separate merits. So I really quite enjoy it. And then next that came out. Uh, by the way, I give Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003 a 7 out of 10. Um, and yes, I do like this one more than the original. I'll, I'll piggyback off of Jody. Uh, 
<laughs> and let, let me piggyback on the uh, talking about like how it was like the first of the splat pack or whatever. Um, that's 20, 2003 was a great year before it got into even like Saw and Hostel and all those because. Uh oh, <laughs> we have some technical difficulties. <laughs> oh, yep. <laughs> but I guess Jody was so excited about the splat pack that uh, he disappeared. Um, so we're going to try and reconnect with Jody here. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and... Oh, okay, you're back. I'm back, yeah. I don't know what happened, but <laughs> I was saying 2003 had some great splatter flicks. Uh, he had the first wrong turn, and then he had Freddy versus Jason. Yep. And it was the first time we got kills back on screen in horror films for about three to four years, mostly because of Columbine. Because, um, you know, after Columbine, Scream 3 even was rewritten to be a lot lot more lighter in content and less less violent and then we had our slew of pg-13 horror and then 2003 it was it was fantastic we finally got some like blood back on the screen yeah it, it really was that way and i i love your your uh, discussion on it because i always find it interesting here with the with that early horror and and the discussions of the splat pack which i think are super under realized like there, not a whole lot of people talk about it um, and that kind of revitalization of the gore film. But, um, yeah, definitely real cool. And uh, I guess that brings us into the next film in the franchise that's kind of a prequel, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning. Maniac Mike, what are your thoughts on this one? Um, I kind of dig this movie, too. I, I do agree that it's kind of unnecessary. Um, you know, it... But it also digs deep into one of my favorite characters in the franchise, and that's Arlie Ermey. We we kind of get to see the backstory of uh, how Sheriff Hoyt became Sheriff Hoyt, and uh, some of it's kind of interesting. Um, I think there's some good kills. Um, I think this movie's a little bit meaner than the first entry. Um, I'm not saying it's more violent or anything like that, but I think this was just a little bit more mean-spirited. Um, but I dig it. Uh, I give Texas Chainsaw Massacre the beginning a uh, seven out of ten, and I do say it's worth a watch. Awesome, yeah, and, and Arlie Army's awesome in this one too. <laughs> like, oh, it's cool. But um, yeah, uh, Jigsaw Jody, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, same thing. It doesn't blow me away, but I think it's it's a fine entry to the series. Um, I gave it a seven out of ten. And it's just like a, a good, a good movie. I think I know there's like a lot of commentary, like a lot of the times that's lost on me, but there's a lot of like, like war kind of like anti-war commentary, I guess that I was picking up on maybe. Um, cause about like his, the one brother didn't want to go to Vietnam. So he's going to burn his draft card and different things. And that that's when like the war in Iraq was, you know, pretty, still pretty going heavily. So, yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of interesting context. I do think the movies touch on some interesting themes. Yeah, and, um, you know, it helps the movie honestly. But at the end of the day, man, this thing's this thing's raw. <laughs> I, I like this about as well as I like the the first remake. Um, I do think this is a really good follow up. Um, yeah, it's just dope. I mean, you're right. It, it's weird. There's so little to say about this because it's. It's really the first one, again, just a prequel of it, but basically the same type of movie. Uh, just a fraction of a bit less well-made, but still pretty well-made in its own right. Uh, definitely worth watching. It's, it's a good film for sure. I think I'd probably give it a, a six or a seven, somewhere in that, that range for me. Um, so anyone have any thoughts before we go to the next one? I, I think Jordana Brewster... Uh you know, could have fit in a little better with the, with them, you know, since the saw is family. The saw is family. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what I kept thinking about when I was watching it because I saw it in theaters and I bought it on DVD and then I watched it for this podcast this week and I still had the cellophane on it. So if that tells you anything, like I've never cared, I like, I like it, but I never cared to like watch it again. Um, 
so that I didn't even bother cracking it open, you know, for what about what did that come out? 2006, 2007, something like that. Yes. Oh, six. Oh, six. So, yeah, I didn't even bother opening the DVD for 15 years. So <laughs> if that if that tells you anything, but it's not a bad movie at all. It's just uh, it's uh, you know how it's going to end. And it's because it's a prequel. And that's fair. Uh, that, is it, the, that is the plight of a prequel. Yeah. I mean, no there's how there's no are. suspense to it, really. Yeah. Yeah. It, it could they could be interesting, but I agree. I, I think there's going to always be a problem with doing a prequel like that. Sure. But um, yeah, either way, next up, Texas Chainsaw 3D. Mike, what are your <laughs> thoughts on this one, buddy? I'm, I'm yes. sure you got some stuff to tell. You're not you're not here just so you don't get fined. You're here to talk <laughs> about Texas Chainsaw 3D. Come on, Mike, do your thing, cuz. All right. So this movie pisses me off because it's a cheap cash grab to capitalize on the 3d effect era except it doesn't even do that right because it's about two to three years too late to really capitalize on that so they're too too stupid to even release it when they needed to all right the characters are absolute crap there's a few kills in it that are okay but again it's ruined with 3d bs that is unneeded uh i like 3d when it enhances the effects and looks better not when the 3d is the focal point and that's what this movie does uh i don't know it's an uninspired film that just feels like it was a cheap cash grab to to try to get people in the theaters see texas chainsaw 3d uh and this movie's crap and i give it a one out of ten wow wow tell us how you really feel which one? So you you hate this one more than the next generation? Yes. Wow. I will say that 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 Leatherface's face looks oddly like a ball sack in the uh, letterbox <laughs> picture art. <laughs> 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 it looks like a hairy ball sack, and uh, that's about what. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting to say the least. <laughs> but uh, either way. Uh, Jigsaw Jody, what are your thoughts on Texas Chainsaw 3D, also known as Leatherface Ball Sack Edition? Okay, so let's let's start with the fact that the okay, so they're like, okay, we're gonna try to give this thing some continuity, right? And then they completely botch it. you're going to have the audacity to like, try to like segue at it. I mean, like this is what David Gordon green did, but David Gordon green did it amazingly. Um, you're going to like, like tack on footage to the original film. And then like, not even have anything correct about it. Uh, like who are all those extra people? And, you know, the house is suddenly kind of like not really that all that like crazy looking and you're so you're going to say this this you know sally hardesty escapes and then was you know picked up by the cops and the cops come but then nothing looks correct that's fine if you wanted to do that or just try to like creatively cut around it but it's trying to i don't know give it some kind of continuity that it doesn't have so I don't get why when they should do continuity, they don't do it. And when they shouldn't do it, they do do it, but then do it poorly. So then if you're working through and doing the math, then Alexandra Daddario's character should be in her 40s. Or if it's like sometime earlier and she's her appropriate age, it should be like late 90s, early 2000s, and nobody should be having FaceTime cell phones. I can't I can't get past all that. Like it's like it doesn't make any sense. Now, if I can get past that, I think it's actually not a bad movie. Like 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 when it's not trying to be continuous with the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's I think it's fine. I did see it in theaters with my daughter. Um we did see it in 3D and it, it, have you seen it in 3D, Mike, or just like the 2D transfer of it? Yes, I have seen this in 3D. I bet okay. he saw it in the theater. This probably was when he would have been going to the theater. Well, I can tell you that at that very packed theatrical experience, everybody was laughing almost the whole movie. Especially when there's, I mean, when there's things like, do your thing, cuz. And like, it, 
do you remember that in the movie or? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I remember. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. It's so ridiculous that I, I almost like get that so bad. It's good. So, okay. So bad. It's average rating and I give it a five out of 10. I don't know. I could see it. There's actually a bit of a resurgence for this godforsaken film. Um, uh, I don't think it's as bad as Mike. I don't. I don't hate it that bad. Um, I do think there's some dumb fun to be had here, but yeah, this ain't it. I, <laughs> I'd just rather watch the beginning or or Texas Chainsaw. Oh, I'll just pass. On it, I, I think there's some fun moments. I, I have no doubt this was funny to watch in a movie theater, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think it's weird, kind of creepy, uh, very male gazy, uh, too. Yeah, isn't uh, that something? It's 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 rough. Uh, like like I, why is her shirt unbuttoned when she's chained up? Like who who unbuttoned her shirt? To be fair, that's a really bad trope in a lot of more extreme cinema. <laughs> So, uh-huh. so I didn't, I'm just being honest. <laughs> I've seen that a lot. Um, but no, you're, you're right there. There's bits of it that I just don't, I don't understand <laughs> at all. But, uh, yeah, it's a two for me. Um, not, not a huge fan uh, of this one whatsoever. Uh, which leads us to the newest entry, which we have, I think, talked about. I don't think you were on there for that one, Jody. Uh, probably not. I think me and Mike are probably going to give briefer thoughts unless you have more to add upon reflection. So, uh, Maniac Mike, what are your thoughts on Leatherface? Um, I, uh, in our episode, I didn't really care for it that much, although I'll respect it because it does have, uh, it, it does look good. Um, and some of the acting is, is pretty well done in it. Uh, I watched it again. I liked it a little more. Um, I still think it's very, very mean-spirited, um, and it doesn't really fit in with the other movies, if that makes any sense. This one, just the, the tone and feel of it feels very different. Um, and technically, I guess it's not really a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. It's more of a a uh, character drama and... Um, an escape movie as well from the asylum, but uh, it's a six out of 10. It, it has its enjoyable moments. Um, I just think I, I didn't like the tone of the movie. So that's I all I got. I think there's quite a bit of truth to that. Um, I'll kind of get into my thoughts on this one for reflection. Uh, Jigsaw Jody, what are your thoughts on that? I like it a lot. I gave it a seven out of 10. Um, I like that it was a road movie. I like that it was a character development movie. Uh, it was a bit of poor man's devil rejects, or I guess the devil's rejects rejects. But, uh, yeah, I, but here's the thing. It doesn't feel like it belongs in the franchise. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe, I know, I, you know, without spoiling anything, like what, what ends up, you know, cause it is, how, how did Leatherface become Leatherface? Uh, I probably had a hundred different ideas. Anything that we got in that movie was not one of them. Um, because he's so the way he is in the, all the other movies. And then to see this movie and say, Oh, he's that's going to become that it's kind of confusing. Um, and I do love it in a lot of ways though, because I feel like it's made by two French filmmakers. (laughs) So I was like, is this the way the French see American redneck culture? (laughs) And it was filmed in Bulgaria. Right. So it's just weird all the way around and it doesn't feel like it belongs in the franchise, but for what it's worth, I do like it a lot. And I've always loved Lily Taylor in everything. (laughs) X-Files. I totally forgot this was directed by the people that did Inside. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The French Extreme movie from 2007. I love that movie. Oh, I do too. That's a 10 out of 10 easily. But yeah, they. so this is their take on Texas Chainsaw. So, But yeah, I love Lily Taylor. I loved her in X-Files. Loved her in The Conjuring. Um, there's a movie on Shudder you should watch. It's called The Addiction. It's an old Abel Ferreira movie 
from the mid nineties. And that's really good. Lily Taylor's great in that. But, uh, so it was good to see her. She and Steven Dorff really carry that movie in a lot of ways, but, uh, they're not in it that much. So, but when they are they're they're, they're good with what they, what they had to work with. Yeah. Awesome. No, so. I agree. I, I do enjoy this movie. Actually. I don't enjoy it nearly as much as I did upon its original release. I definitely had to, uh, reduce my score. I gave that thing a nine out of 10 when I first. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I must've really loved it. Um, I don't like it that much, but, um, uh, def- definitely an interesting film in the franchise worth watching. And I think one of the more interesting movies in it, even if it's not really even close to the best one in the series in a lot of ways. So, uh, yeah, no, that's my thoughts on Leatherface. Um, so, so, uh, quite enjoyable. So now that we're done with the franchise, uh, does anyone want to share their top movies lists? Like our rankings of the movies or? Yeah. Uh, sure. Uh, I would start at number eight would be Texas Chainsaw Next Generation. Number seven would be Texas Chainsaw 3D. Number six is Texas Chainsaw 3. Number five is Texas Chainsaw The Beginning. Number four is Leatherface. Number three is Texas Chainsaw 2. Number two is the remake of Texas Chainsaw 1. And then number one is the original. All right. I think that's a pretty fair list. Um, I know that um, Caleb wanted me to read his, um, so I I will oblige. Um, He did as follows. Uh, So Texas Chainsaw Massacre of the Generation, or the Next Generation, as the worst. Texas Chainsaw 3D, Leatherface, Leatherface 3, Texas Chainsaw Massacre the Beginning, Texas Chainsaw Massacre the Remake, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2, and then Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 1. And mine would be Texas Chainsaw Massacre the Next Generation, Texas Chainsaw 3D, Texas Chainsaw Massacre the Beginning, then Leatherface, then Leatherface 3, uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre the Remake, Texas Chainsaw Part 2, and the original film. And then, uh, Mike, I would imagine that yours would top off with the, the remake, correct? Yes, uh, the, the two bottom would be, uh, uh, obviously, 3D and then the next generation. And then the top two would be uh, the remake, Texas Chainsaw, and then the original. So, All right. Heck yeah. And everything else kind of falls into place. I like it. Well, uh, we definitely had a good franchise show. Uh, it's been a nice Halloween spending the evening with y'all. Do we have anything else we want to add before we close out the show? Just a reminder, in case anybody's forgotten, Evil Dice tonight. Evil Dice tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. everyone's been, uh, I've been seeing a lot of posts about that, actually. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, either way, you know, I guess Evil does die tonight and uh, I'm going to enjoy the uh, rest of my evening watching some crazy horror films. So y'all enjoy the rest of your night. Stay safe. Have a good one. And that concludes our show. We hope you've really enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to leave us a review. Find us on Facebook. But one of the most powerful ways that we can expand our audience and the show is for you to tell your friends about us. You know, if they love movies and you love movies, hopefully they love our podcast too. So we would love to hear uh, you spreading the word of our show to all of your friends. And uh, tell them about our community. If they have any questions about movies, we could save them some money on some of the bad ones and tell them what uh, maybe they should watch. Uh, But either way, until next time, we hope to see you all again.